DNA extraction is a regular everyday method that uh, plant breeders use uh, and genetic engineers use. So we want to take advantage of some learning here that's provided by an animation developed by a team called the Wheat Cap uh, under support by the USDA. And so let's take advantage of this animation and get a better understanding of how the DNA extraction process works uh, with plants. So uh, it's fairly easy to collect a, a sample of tissue uh, from plants. And if we're interested in extracting the DNA uh, from the cells within that plant tissue, we're going to capitalize on both uh, physical processes that help us get at that DNA and then chemistry that concentrates on some of the chemical differences between the DNA and the other biomolecule components in the plant tissue sample. Okay, so a lot of times the plant tissue is, is uh, frozen or freeze-dried. Uh, this helps disrupt the cells, breaks open the cells, uh, and the DNA is, of course, inside the nucleus as a part of the uh, chromosomes inside those cells. Uh, the, the more readily those cells are broken up, the better. So there's a number of methods uh, that you can use to break up those cells, get them into small uh, homogenized tissues. And then if you add an extraction buffer that's mostly water, that starts the extraction process. DNA is highly soluble in water. And so by adding this extraction buffer, the DNA will start to go into solution. If we put it in a warm water bath, 60 degrees Celsius is pretty warm, the DNA will move into the solution at a higher rate. So after a short period of time, uh, now we can start to capitalize on the difference in the chemistry between the biomolecules that are in the leaf that aren't DNA, like pigment molecules and proteins and, and the lipids that make up the membranes, and the nucleic acid, or the DNA itself. So we can add a chemical called chloroform, and we can wash away those unwanted cellular components. So we're adding the chloroform here. We have to mix up the sample. Turns out the water and the chloroform have very different polarities and densities, so they don't mix very well. And so if we do a little centrifugation, we can easily separate the water, the liquid that will have the DNA in solution, with the chloroform, which will have a lot of other uh, biomolecules in it, like the green chlorophyll pigment. Okay, so now we've got both physical and chemical separation. So we can now concentrate on that top aqueous or water layer, pull that off the tube, add it to a fresh tube. Now what we want to have is the, is the DNA to come out of solution. Okay, If we add an uh, alcohol like ethanol, especially if it's a little on the colder side, the, the alcohol and the water will mix, but the DNA does not like to be in contact with the alcohol. And so the DNA molecules, when they're forced to encounter the ethanol, they'll come out of solution. We actually see a solid material precipitate inside the test tube, that's our DNA. And there's a couple of different ways we could, we could remove that. One would be to take a, a glass hook if there was a, enough of the DNA and just hook it out of there. 
or you could, uh, since you're working with the centrifuge tube, spin it again. And when you spin it, uh, the solid DNA will form a pellet uh, on, the, on the side or the bottom of the tube. So then we can just remove the liquid that doesn't have the DNA anymore. And then we can uh, resuspend the DNA in a storage buffer. And we've got a sample of the DNA from that particular plant that we, we were testing. And now the DNA will be pure enough, clean enough, so that we can do molecular analysis techniques such as PCR and electrophoresis. Okay, so this was Don Lee. I, I uh, enjoyed giving you this short presentation.